Hi, this is Linda Weston and you're listening to the Linda with a Y podcast. So I wanted to come on and talk to you about what the Linda with a Y series is going to be all about before you listen to the first episode. So I'm Linda. Linda Weston is my name. I spell my name L-Y-N-D-A. So I cleverly took the Y from my name, Linda with a Y, spelled it out for the question W-H-Y. So now I have a podcast title. Yay! (laughs) So I have two little babies, Maya and Jordan. Maya's three, Jordan's eight months. And I live with my boyfriend and my two babies. I'm on maternity leave at the moment, so I have a bit of time to get this done. The first episode is called Why I Started a Podcast. So it's just basically about things that held me back from starting one and the events that eventually led me to finally plucking up the courage to start the podcast, something I've always wanted to do. The Linda with a Why series is going to be about all the different whys of the world and all the different whys of my world. A nice broad title so we can talk about anything. So if you have any whys that you'd like me to talk about, just mail Linda with a Y at Outlook.com or find me on Instagram at Linda Weston one So here's the first episode, I'm so excited, of Linda with a Y. Hi everybody! Welcome to the first ever Linda with a Y podcast. And when I say everybody... I mean the whole two people that are listening to this right now. Hello to you two, how are you? And it's my first podcast, so I'm not expecting loads of people to listen to it. But I wanted, I didn't want to wait any longer. I wanted to get it done now. This podcast is going to be on my own because we're in the COVID-19 lockdown at the moment. And I didn't want to wait any longer. I wanted to get it out there. And it's a really good time now during the lockdown to get things done that you didn't really have time to do before even though my life hasn't really changed I'm on maternity leave so I was kind of in lockdown for the past eight months I live with my boyfriend Steve my two babies Maya and Jordan Maya is three and Jordan's eight months so I'm on maternity leave for Jordan at the moment this podcast is something that I've wanted to do for nine years I had done my radio production course at 23. So I'm 32 now. So <laughs> no, I'm like, where did them nine years go? And how have I been thinking about this for nine years and not doing it? It's just shocking to me. But that's what happened. But here I am. I'm doing it now. So today I'm just going to bring you through why I started the podcast and all different events in my life that have led up to me having to do it straight away. So I had Geordie. And I felt really good after it. I felt great after it, in fact, which was so strange to me because after I had Maya, I walked around with a big shocked head in me for about a year going, what the hell just happened to me? And I was physically in pain with Maya for about six months. So when I had Jordan and I felt good, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was on a big, massive, I just had a baby high. But what goes up must go down. (laughs) About a month in, I just started feeling very, very, very anxious. Um, It just kind of started off when I was putting Jordan down for naps. Now, a lot of this had to do with my baby does not sleep. Like, he's not a good sleeper. 
you either have a baby that's a good sleeper or you have a baby that isn't a good sleeper and he just unfortunately is not a good sleeper so I think a lot of my anxiety is due to being absolutely knackered it all started off putting Jordan down for naps and I just feel really anxious and then it quickly developed into um, all day I'd have it but I knew all these feelings were normal because when you're in the doctors when you're pregnant the doctors will always say to you about postnatal anxiety and about postnatal like you'll get loads of leaflets on it and stuff like that so I did know that the feelings that I had and I had just had two kids you know it's okay to feel anxious at that time and at this time we were still getting loads of visitors which is deadly like people come and they're dying to see the baby but I've put on quite a bit of weight (laughs) since I've had Maya Let's say three or four stone. Let's say I actually don't know what weight I was when I got pregnant, am I? And like I was fat before I had the babies. <laughs> I'm not gonna blame it all on them. So the three in three years, I say I put on about three or four stone. Oh my god! And now during this COVID, I say it's about five or six stone. Oh god, I'm not stepping on those scales for a while. But that was a lot of my anxiety as well. When people were coming to see us, and I'd be like oh my god like this is horrible I'm gonna be like hi I'm fatter <laughs> so that was horrible for me but you just have to suck it up they're here to see the baby and they're here to see if you're okay that was a definite source of my anxiety as well I was just dealing with it I was just dealing with it every day but then it just came to a point where I just knew that it was just getting a bit too much and I was waking up in the morning and just feeling this constant feeling of dread and I knew going to bed, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be such a break for me just to get asleep for a little while, just so I don't have this feeling. So I decided to go to the doctor and I love my doctor. My doctor must think I'm mad because every time he sees me, I just start crying. <laughs> Even before the anxiety. I don't know what it is about. <laughs> I say he just sees me in the waiting room. He's like, oh, there she is. I'm like, get the tissues ready. <laughs> so I went to that and go and cry at the doctors. Let him know how I was feeling obviously he let me know that everything was normal that I have an anxiety after having a baby my baby was six weeks old I think at this stage it can happen to some people it's not going to happen to everyone but for me it's just the way it was so um he gave me things that I can do to we, did, we had a good talk and he gave me things that I could do first before I went on tablets which I was happy to do and he said to keep in contact with him and I'd come back to him um, within the next few weeks so I stopped drinking coffee, which I know was horrible. I love coffee. But the thing is, I was lashing the coffee out. But I'd be coming down because I was tired as well. So I was coming down feeling anxious and I was lashing the Nescafe is here into me, like whacking it out of it. And there's just no point in that. You're just going to make yourself a million times worse. And I was making myself a million times worse. And I like, and I'm a freak when it comes to coffee. I'd be, I'd be drinking it all day every day like I'd have a coffee at five o'clock at night and then I'd be worried about not sleeping so I needed to go and then another thing I'd done was which isn't gonna be the same for everyone but I came out of whatsapp groups because right I'll tell you the reason why when I feel when I'm not feeling good when I have a lot of anxiety and I look at my phone and I have 120 text messages in a whatsapp group and everyone is in deadly form and they're brilliant which this could be really good for some people so I'm not telling everyone to come out of whatsapp groups 
I'm saying for me, it was just, it, it really made me, it didn't make me feel good. But all I said to me, yeah, friends, yeah, friends, like they're, they're going to let you come over for a little while. I just said, I'm detoxing from WhatsApp groups. And you can talk to girls one on one, your friends one on one. And that's, that was better for my head than it was to be in a WhatsApp group. I'm back in them now. <laughs> but I just needed a little break. And I think sometimes you can just have a little break. It's like having a little break from Facebook or Instagram. Like you need to do that every now and again. So I done that. And I gave up alcohol. <laughs> right? But I needed to do that anyway. I should, I would have been doing that anyway without the anxiety because it doesn't like it it is no fun having a bottle of wine and then waking up the next morning to two kids. It is no fun. When Steve's back at work now. I just had to do that for a little while anyway. And wine is a no-go from now on anyway. Wine, wine just, like, since I've had the babies, I just cannot drink wine. Just give, makes me a whole different kind of drunk. I'm real slurry and all. Like, I'm no fun. So I gave up for 50 days. That's good, isn't it? I was proud of myself. During these 50 days <laughs> of my sobriety, <laughs> I, I, was thinking to myself, I want to go talk to someone. I want to go see a therapist as well. Because I want to see why I'm feeling this way. Not everyone gets postnatal anxiety. Like, it is normal to get it, but not everyone gets it. And I wanted to see why I was feeling this way. And I wanted to be better, like, better for my kids. I wanted to be mentally well for my babies. And for stay, it can't be good for him. I'm like, every two seconds, I'm like, I feel anxious. <laughs> or like, don't leave me, I feel anxious. Or I wouldn't leave the house without him and stuff like that. That can't be good for him either. So I went to see a therapist. And I found her. And one thing I'll say is, I went to therapy before when I was very young, when I was 18 or 19. And I obviously wasn't ready to go to a therapist because I was sitting in there and I was like lying to the therapist. I was like, I don't even know why I'm here. I feel great. You can't be like that. You have to be ready. You have to be ready to talk. You have to be ready to spill it all out. And I was completely ready. <laughs> I was like, be ready for me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> So even after I spoke to her on the phone, I was like, I love her, you know, a real calm voice. Oh, I love that. Real calm. And I was like, just read me a bedtime story and tell me everything's going to be okay. I knew I was going to get on with her the minute I got off the phone to her. So I went to see her. And after, even after the first hour, I felt really good. Not that like I felt fixed after the first hour because I'm never going to be fixed. This is going to be something that I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. But even after the first hour, I felt really good. We'd done an exercise of what would the 12-year-old me think of me now? Which was a real big moment because I was thinking, I just think she'd be embarrassed of what I am now. Which is so sad to say. I had two gorgeous kids, of a gorgeous boyfriend, of a gorgeous house. And this is how low I felt at the time. I felt really low about myself. My self-esteem was out the window. I just did not feel good about me at all so it's it's hard now looking back at that for me and seeing how low I was when I went home I was driving home and I was thinking what could I do what can I do to make little 12 year old Lynn do with her big fat fringe <laughs> still letting her mark out her hair what could I do to make her be proud of me in a way as I said at the beginning of this I've been thinking about doing this podcast for nine years I already had the name of it. I knew I was going to call it Linda with a Y. I was like, I am starting that podcast now. That is what I have to do. It all started then from there. I just started looking at different things that I could do. Looking at different episodes I could do. 
which none of them are going to be able to do unless this COVID-19 <laughs> goes, goes soon because I have to talk to people in order to do different episodes. Um, it was really, really, really good for my anxiety as well. It was really good for my self-esteem as well, I'd have to say. Having a project that was just mine and it was nothing about Steve, nothing about the babies. It was just about me and something that I've wanted to do for years. And I've put in the back of my mind for years because I thought to myself, oh, I can't do that. And why would I do that? And it was just silly things. But making myself think that I can't do it. And of course I can do it. It was really good having that project, as I said, for my anxiety. Because I'm not just sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm anxious. Oh my God, I'm anxious. I'm thinking of different things for the podcast. So it was brilliant, I'd have to say. So it all started from there. I started googling stuff about you know how to achieve goals and stuff like that and because I started googling stuff like that stuff would come up on our Instagram and our Facebook you know different ads so there was this ad for a seminar on how to achieve your goals I think it was called and I was like oh my god I'm so gonna go to that loving my new life of being this big podcaster I hadn't even had one podcast out yet and <laughs> I went um it was my big night out I didn't want Steve to go with me because we've no babysitters anyway. Like, the baby is still only very young. So we couldn't leave him with anyone. So I went on my own. And even I remember getting the train on my own. I was like, just, it's mad the year after having a baby. Just little things that you do on your own. And little things, not being pregnant anymore. And, like, even getting the train on my own. I remember being sitting there, like, going, oh, my God, I'm on the train on my own. <laughs> I was at night time as well. So I was like, this is weird. I say I look mad sketchy. I went to it and, oh, my God, this woman was talking at it. And she was amazing. Like, I left going, I want to be her. Just so charismatic or something. She's just really, really, really good. You know, you leave, you want to be her. I was like, I want to be exactly like her. I swear to God, guys, though, the night of after going to it, I could have ran home. I could have sprinted the whole way home, you know, when you're in big highs. That's exactly how I felt. I felt amazing. So you can do a thing with them that they can ring you a few days after it and they can talk about your goals and talk about how you can achieve them and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, give us a ring. Anyway, I left my number with her. A few days later, she gave me a ring and... She's brilliant, just bringing me through a few things and loved it. Like, I was like, oh my God, I love you. Like, got all dolled up for her. She actually FaceTimed me. Sorry, she FaceTimed me, yeah. So I got all dolled up for the FaceTime. <laughs> um, she's just bringing me through how to get get it going and stuff like that. So I was really excited. Loved it. And then at the end, she goes, Linda, are you ready to start Linda with a Y? Are you ready to start your podcast? And I was like, yes! Yes! Screaming down the phone at her. And she goes, Well, I will be your mentor if you give me six grand. I was like, What? I just thought you wanted to be my friend. I was like, What? Now, I knew she was going to try and tell me something, but I didn't think she was going to ask me for that much. So I was like, Sorry, no, I don't think we're on the right page here. I'm broke. <laughs> it's like I don't see salespeople coming. Though, if you gave her the six grand, you'd be something anyway, because she, she's very, very, very good. Very motivational. But I'm broke. So I can't give you the money, honey. It's like when me and C went to Power City, yeah, one of them. And this bloke had, uh, you know, porridge in little containers, and he was had the Dyson Hoover beside him. And he was like, hey, just throw that porridge down there and suck it up at the Dyson Hoover. I was like, oh my God, come here. 
we have to get it. Like, so amazed by him. I was like, you had me a hello. We are getting it. I was like, see, we need to get the over. We didn't have any money. We only had to have a baby. Saving all we can from maternity leave. I'm like, stay, we need, we need a Dyson Hoover. We need it. I was like, I'll Hoover every day. Please, 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 please. Next of all, we're leaving with a 580 euro Dyson Hoover. I'm like waving at your man. I see him every time actually I go back. I'm like, hey, well done. Good salesmanship. <laughs> now we're stuck with a Dyson Hoover that, that gets clogged all the time. It doesn't pick up my porridge. Salespeople, I don't see them coming. I just think they all want to be my friend. <laughs> so after that then... I was like, Linda, will you just sit down and record something? I was talking it to death, going to seminars, going to therapy and talking about it. I'm not even doing it, so just sit down and record something. And at that moment, Eminem started playing in my mind. <laughs> Palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> so I had to start thinking of what my first episode is going to be and record it as soon as possible. At the time, I was still off the drink. So I was like, oh my God, I'll do one on being this sobriety queen now. But then I started drinking again. So <laughs> maybe if I have one drink, they won't know. But no, Linda, you're not going to start your podcast off on a lie. So that was out the window. No. Then I said, I'll lose all the way. And I'll do it on me losing all the way. Because that's so easy, Linda. you 32 years being fat. And I was like, oh sure, I'll just lose it for the podcast. But um, sure, then I won't be able to record for another two years because it's going to take me that long to get to where I want to be. So that was out the window. But really, what I really, really, really wanted out of my first episode, I just wanted to say why it took me so long and why I constantly talked myself out of it. Like nine years have passed me. I could have been a 23-year-old podcaster, just a little cool 23-year-old, but now I'm like a 32-year-old podcaster. <laughs> Like the years pass you by so fast and if you really, really, really want to do something, you have to just do it. So I'm doing it. The Linda with a Y podcast. It is done. The first episode. And that's all the reasons why I started a podcast and all the reasons why I will continue to do my podcast. And for anyone out there that's feeling anxious at the moment, I'm sure there's so many people that are feeling anxious at the moment. The one thing that I say to you is that helped me a lot is like talk to people around you. Let them know that you're feeling anxious. Get rid of the coffee. Because coffee's going to make it a million times worse. Even though you think you need it. Get rid of that coffee. I'd, t- I'd tell you to get rid of the drink. But listen. While we're in lockdown. What else are we able to do? <laughs> and to all my prego girls out there. This is a really hard time to be pregnant. I do understand that. But you're going to be so independent with your little babes. And it's at the beginning of bringing your baby home. It is all just about you and the baby. It's not necessarily a bad thing. There's not going to be loads of people knocking at your door. I promise they'll be there eventually. And then you're going to be, you and your little baby, you're going to feel so much better together. We'll all get through this. It's all going to be over soon. So there you go, guys. That's it. My Linda with a Y podcast. First episode is over. If you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about, please contact me on Linda with a Y at Outlook. Dot com. I don't know why and someone else had Linda with a Y at gmail.com so I have to use Outlook so business like but uh, I might actually mail the other Linda with a Y who are you who goes there but um, that's the crack stay home stay strong this will all be over soon and we'll all lose all the weight when this is all over but until then who cares if we have an extra few pounds on us if you can't see anyone anyway who cares bye